Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And welcome in once again to another edition of the Future Brew Podcast. I'm Vaughn Lozon. Joined today by John Simmons, our uh, Maze Brew recruiting contributor. Per usual, John, it, it, it's been a hot minute since we've recorded uh, the podcast simply because there really hasn't been a whole lot going on with recruiting. This is the slow time of the year. There was a dead period there for a while, and that has since been lifted over this past week. Um, so this slow time wasn't really unexpected by any means, but it's been a while. So uh, how have you been doing, buddy? What have you been doing to fill the time with uh, the slow recruiting stuff going on? Yeah, just hanging out at work, uh, browsing the internet, <laughs> uh, <laughs> hoping stuff comes up. But um, no, I mean, mostly, you know, doing stuff at work and being able to, you know, work out after and things like that. Having time is pretty nice, but I'm also yeah. excited for, you know, more recruits to get on campus and maybe, you know, commit to happen or two. That would also be uh, mm-hmm. pretty fun. So, so pretty much what you're telling me is you're, you're have, you have a life and you're living it um, Yes. In, in the midst of this downtime. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, I would, I would say I'm doing very similarly. House hunting is quite the task in this market right now, but you know, th- that is a conversation to be had for another podcast. Um, I don't anticipate this podcast being super long. So if you're looking at the uh, the time and it ends up being like an hour, then something went majorly wrong or we just had some breaking news on uh, the podcast, but uh, we're going to dive in. Um, like I said, not really a whole lot going on, but there was a development last week uh, that I do want to discuss. And it happened <laughs> at all places at the Michigan Iowa basketball game. And uh, that's because a few recruits in the 2023 class took a visit for that game. And we're going to start right at the top with a pair of recruits who visited together. And that's five-star quarterback Dante Moore and three-star Michigan wide receiver commit Samaj Morgan. Uh, The two sat alongside the likes of Sharon Moore, Matt Weiss, Ron Bellamy, 
Steve Klingscale was there. So they sat with them at the game, and uh, by all accounts, uh, it seems like they enjoyed their visit. Even though the basketball team even or ended up losing the game, uh, they still had fun. But uh, nonetheless, it's a big development to get Dante Moore back on campus, especially right before he uh, went this past weekend to visit LSU for their junior day recruiting event. So the game was on Thursday, and uh, he pretty much just packed up all of his stuff and headed right down south to uh, the bayou. So he visited Brian Kelly and LSU this past weekend. So, John, I'll flip it over to you. Dante Moore is really, at this point, it, it seems like, seen everything that he could possibly see at Michigan. So I think it was big that he was able to get back to Ann Arbor and be able to hang out with uh, Samaj Morgan and these coaches. He's really close with Samaj Morgan. Um, so that's always a plus to get him uh, recruiting him back in his ear. And then also really good uh, to get some face time with those Michigan coaches, especially uh, his quarterback coach, Matt Weiss, who he reportedly isn't super close with up to this point in the recruitment. So how important do you think it was that he got back on campus, especially given that he visited LSU right after that? Yeah, it's always a good thing when Michigan gets more on campus. Um, You know, he's close by, so he's been by a lot so far, but um, you'll take any chance you get to kind of get him there and be able to meet with him face to face and build those relationships with the the coaches and his fellow, or not his fellow commits, hopefully, um, but his uh, the commits in the class, you know, his peers who are also from Southeast Michigan like him. So I think it's good, um, you know, just getting that familiarity and making it feel like a home for him. And I think it just also kind of uh, keeps them on the top of his mind when he goes down to a place like LSU. Um, I think it, you know, maybe makes him compare them a little bit more um, and consider how they weigh against each other. So um, I think it's definitely, you know, always happy that he's on campus. Uh, you know, would have preferred that Michigan basketball won for a couple of reasons. But um, I think, you know, you'll take him anytime you can uh, getting to Ann Arbor. Yeah, I think Michigan hoops getting a win that night would have definitely made it a little better. Is it going to make or break the recruitment? Probably not. I, I, I don't foresee that being a huge thing, but obviously it would have made the night that much better if uh, the team that you're visiting, uh, the school that you're visiting, ended up getting a win uh, with uh, the, the basketball team that he was watching with the coaches and with his buddy Morgan and uh, everything like that. So, yeah, I, I agree. I think it's really huge, um, I, obviously. And, and he had an interview where he kind of just said, you know, he, he can visit at any point. It's it's just a skip and a hop down the road for him to go from Detroit to Ann Arbor. It's probably all of 30, 40 minutes. So it's not a super far drive by any means. So he can get over to Michigan at any time. Taking the LSU trip, obviously, that is nowhere near uh, Ann Arbor for him. I mean, he had to really plan it out, get on a plane, go all the way down to Louisiana and pay out of pocket for that because it wasn't an official visit yet. These prospects in the 23 class can't take official visits yet. They will do so starting this summer, but uh, it really shows his interest in uh, LSU. And it really doesn't, um, I mean, to me at least, it really doesn't seem like there's like a clear front runner uh, for Dante Moore Um, at this point. 
he doesn't have any other visits planned. And recruiting has kind of taken a toll on him. At least that's what it seems like in the interviews that I've read and, and, and the video interviews that I've watched. Uh, doesn't really seem to me like he wants to drag out the process much longer, though. So I would imagine the top contenders for him, John, and you can correct me if I'm wrong or you think I'm wrong. I, I would imagine it's probably Michigan, Notre Dame, LSU, and then Miami is maybe a dark horse candidate. And I'd say the, the teams on the outside looking in at this moment are Ohio State, Michigan State, and Penn State. So how do you view that, John? Do you, do you view it kind of similarly? And uh, how much of a threat do you think LSU really is in this recruitment after that visit? Um, I think you have it about right. I think Penn State may be um, a little bit higher than like Miami, um, just because of proximity and stuff. But I think that's generally this, the correct, uh, you know, tiered list of those guys or of those schools. Um, you know, I think LSU has a good shot, but they do have a pretty crowded uh, QB room now with, you know, Jaden Daniels from Arizona State just committed there out of the transfer portal. Um, you know, they got another guy this offseason. Um, plus, you know, they're going to be after a lot of top recruits as well. Um, so I think it's kind of uh, getting a little more tougher to see the field down there. Um, but, you know, I think he really likes Notre Dame and, you know, Brian Kelly going down there. I think that gives him, you know, kind of that connection uh there so it's understandable why they're in it but i do think notre dame is probably uh ahead of the pack slightly here you know he's really connected well with their oc and qb coach tommy reese um so i think that relationship is kind of the best one he has so far out of any coach recruiting him so uh that'll be something that the michigan coaches have to work on you know matt weiss i really think ron bellamy is going to have to take a big part of uh, his recruitment here, just being, you know, this, the uh, Detroit Southeast Michigan high school football guy. And I think Jim Harbaugh himself is going to have to step in a lot here too, and uh, recruit him hard, you know, as the former quarterback and quarterback guru himself, I think uh, him stepping in would uh, mean a lot for more as well. Yeah, I think so too. And yeah, I, I can see where you would think that maybe Penn state is a little bit, ahead of Miami at this point. He did visit Miami earlier this offseason, and he had some glowing remarks to say about it. But uh, in regards to LSU, their quarterback room is it's it's pretty, uh, pretty good looking. It's pretty solid. I got to say uh, they like you said, with Jane Daniels transferring in. But then uh, in the 21 class, they had Garrett Nussmeyer, who is who was a top 100 overall player and the number 14 quarterback in that class. And then this previous cycle in the 22 class, they had a higher ranked quarterback in their class with Walker Howard being number 41 nationally, the number five quarterback uh, hailing from the state of Louisiana. So really interesting that LSU is really going all out for Dante Moore, it seems like at this point. Obviously, they've got uh, Arch Manning uh, down there as well. They're obviously going to be targeting him. And uh, I mean, who knows who else they're going to go after at this point. I, I'm not an LSU recruiting insider by any means, but I would anticipate Dante Moore and uh, Arch Manning are, are two of their top QB options at this point in their class. Um, 
anyone who follows LSU football recruiting can obviously uh, follow me on Twitter at Vaughn underscore Lozon and, and tweet at me and, and slander me if I'm uh, incorrect there. But that's just what my uh, basic LSU intuition is telling me. But nonetheless, I, I think it's really interesting that they're going after him. Uh, the, the Brian Kelly connection is pretty obvious. He was recruiting him when he was at Notre Dame. It's very clear. You bring up the Notre Dame connection with uh, Tommy Reese, the uh, offensive coordinator. That's a really tight bond that honestly probably won't be broken by Matt Weiss. At this point, you bring up a really good point that uh, Jim Harbaugh, I I think it's really going to come down to Jim Harbaugh really stepping up to the plate in this one. If Michigan wants to seal the deal, because it really seemed like he was also thrown off with the whole Harbaugh to the Minnesota Vikings potential thing as well. I saw that uh, our good buddy Anthony Broom had a video interview with him um, earlier, posted earlier today or yesterday, and uh, he he seemed kind of taken aback with all of those rumors and everything going on during that moment. So he said it was good that Harbaugh ended up staying, but I think he may have had a little bit of, I don't know if like trust was lost or if he was just really shocked by that whole development, but I I think Harbaugh is going to really have to step up and uh, kind of uh, not really take control of the recruitment per se, because I think it's really important that Matt Weiss develops a good relationship with him. But I think he's going to, at the very least, have to step in and kind of just show, hey, I'm not going to the NFL. I'm not going to be doing any of that kind of stuff. Michigan's still great. We have a plan for you. And Matt Weiss is here to develop that plan. So I I think that's going to be really pivotal in this recruitment. Uh, He mentioned that relationships and uh, playing time is obviously going to be really important, but he's, he's very much a relationship guy. So you really hope at this point, Matt Weiss and him connect, um, you know, I guess more off the field than on the field. Cause he admitted him coming from the NFL is huge and it, it helps out with that uh, department. But in regards to just him as a person, it doesn't really seem like they're really connecting all that much. So um John, any other final thoughts on anything I was just rambling about? No, I, I do think it's, you know, a little bit of a worry that he doesn't seem to be connecting with Weiss as well, since, you know, that's the uh, room he's going to be in at Michigan. You know, he is going to spend a lot of time with Weiss. Um, so just hopefully that can be overcome. And, you know, they were sitting together at the basketball game and stuff. So hopefully the, that, uh, you know, bridge is continuing to be built. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you just keep, Keep building that bridge and hopefully uh, he gets to the other side and, and chooses Michigan at the end of the day. But lots of teams in this recruitment for sure. So we'll certainly keep everybody um, up to date on uh, all developments there. Probably not much else to uh, report after this, uh, after that LSU visit for a little while. Uh, it seems like he's going to take some time to kind of just chill out and focus on what he needs to focus on with school and everything like that. So um, we'll certainly see, but let's move on to another target who visited for that Iowa basketball game last week and also visited, I believe for the entire weekend. And uh, that is 2023 four-star defensive lineman, Devin Houston. And you may recognize that last name and it's because he is related to Caleb Houston the uh, freshman forward for the Michigan basketball team. He is Caleb's brother and Devin is uh, (laughs) a little bit, uh, he's around the same height. 
I would say uh, he's at six five. I, I would say Caleb Houston's probably six six, six seven, somewhere in that department. Uh, but he weighs two hundred and seventy pounds. Devin Houston does. Uh, this guy is a freak, and, and he posted some photos on Twitter, John. I don't know if you saw them, like post visit with Mike Elston, but. I mean, this guy looks way bigger than 270 pounds, but that's what they got him on 24-7's website right now. I wouldn't be shocked if he ends up, by the time he gets to college, ends up being way, way more than that. Uh, His rank number 218 on 24-7 Sports is composite, and uh, that's a recent uh, ranking because he was updated, shot up nearly 100 spots, and 24-7 themselves has him Within the 200, I'm, I want to say it's around 170 something. I'm not looking at it exactly right now, uh, but but he shot up the rankings and obviously has room to grow uh, with the rankings as well. He was kind of getting um, getting the short end of the stick with being from Canada, but then moved to the United States to play football, and that's when scouts started recognizing him. Uh, he's got other offers from Notre Dame, Michigan State, Penn State. Tennessee, South Carolina, Kentucky, Illinois, uh, definitely more schools involved there. He was offered by Mike Elston back in January, and he was recruiting him when he was at Notre Dame. So there's obviously some familiarity there. Um, So that's obviously a really good thing to have if you are Michigan and you really want him to be in your class, which, John, I'll pass it over to you. At this point, it seems like uh, Devin Houston is probably among the top targets uh, along the, I would say he's probably projected to be somewhere on the interior defensive line. I guess just depending what kind of scheme they're going with, if they're going with three defensive linemen, he'd probably be uh, an edge, but if they got four guys out there, he'd probably be somewhere on the interior. Uh, But to me, I mean, it looks like, uh, you know, with the familiarity with uh, his brother being a basketball player at Michigan uh, with his entire family being with him, during this visit, uh, spanning the entire weekend and everything U of M has to offer on the field and off the field with academics, which he had mentioned in a recent interview with 24-7, that that is going to play a factor in his recruitment, and it's important to him. I mean, to me, it seems like a slam dunk here, John, doesn't it to you? Yeah, I'm kind of surprised it took this long for Michigan to offer. You know, he does look like he was kind of a late, riser in the ranking so maybe they just finally got to his senior film and fired the offer out but you know you'd think a guy with that talent who whose brother is already on campus you know is an athlete from Michigan you'd, you'd want to get in on that uh pretty quickly but uh you know Elston's making up for lost time here I think they're doing uh really well with him so far um I think you're right he stayed for like five days for his visit with his family um, so he definitely is familiar with the campus by now. You know, Michigan does usually do really well with kids from Mississauga for some, whatever reason, going back to like Nick Stauskas and those guys. So um, I think there's just kind of like a, a good rapport with those Canadian kids coming over to Ann Arbor. So um, I think if Michigan really pushes here, they can uh, pretty easily land him. And who knows, you know, Caleb Houston didn't really have the season he was expecting and uh, may want to stay to develop his game. And maybe his brother being on campus will also help uh, bring him back to Ann Arbor. So we could kind of get a two for one here. You know, you bring up such a good point. And I, I was going to mention the whole 
Caleb Houston hasn't really played that well this year outside of maybe the last five, six games or so uh, has not lived up to the five-star billing whatsoever. So it is very possible that both Houston brothers could be on campus at the same time. And yeah, I'm shocked that it didn't happen sooner either, but with him staying from Thursday until Sunday or whenever he ended up leaving. And uh, this interview that uh, uh, Brian Doan from 24 seven had with him after the visit, it really seems like he is a huge fan of not only Michigan, but uh, Mike Elston. It really seems like he's really bonded super well uh, with Mike Elston. He said that uh, once he left Notre Dame to go to Michigan, they stayed in touch. And not long after he got hired at Michigan, he ended up offering him. And uh, they talk a lot about the defensive scheme that they're going to be running. And uh, he said, quote, um, uh, how he would use me on the defensive front in a three to five technique, which is exactly where I see myself playing. So if you, if you see yourself playing in the scheme that the coach has got set up for you, that's just a recipe for success. And then with your brother on campus, uh, with you being familiar, familiar with the school, not super far away from home. Uh, it, it's not uh, exactly right down the street, but it's not incredibly far either. I, I, I would say Michigan is, it's, like the best of both worlds for, uh, for Devin Houston. I wouldn't be shocked if he ends up committing at some point. Um, I'm not saying that it's going to happen anytime soon, but if I log on to Twitter, uh, it, it, you know, tomorrow morning or, or the, or a week from now or a month from now or whenever it happens. And I see that Devin Houston committed to Michigan. I, I wouldn't be too shocked. And he brought up another point in this interview that I wanted to touch on John. Um, he had talked about the whole NIL thing and how Michigan has, uh, according to Devin Houston, a dedicated person to help with brand building for the players on the team, which is great given the new NIL rules, end quote. Um, I think that's a huge selling point as well with him being the brother of Caleb Houston, obviously a starter for the basketball team. You're going to have those opportunities with NIL. So I think that's just another selling point for Michigan at this point. Yeah, I would have to check if he's if both the Houston's are eligible for uh, the NIL because they're not uh, U.S. citizens. You know that kind of ding David Ojabo this year. Um, I'm not sure if there's like a separate you know carve out for Canadians or if they get around because they played high school, you know, played uh, their high school sports in America. But um, hopefully he can take, take advantage of that. And I imagine that there's going to be some legislation soon that, you know, changes that for international guys. Cause it's really pretty unfair for them not to be able to, uh, you know, make money off their likeness, even after uh, every, it's opened up for everyone else. So hopefully, um, they both have the opportunity to do that. And I agree. They could definitely get some cool, uh, opportunities with that, you know, being mm-hmm. brothers and both playing uh, for Michigan for sure. That's the dumbest NIL rule they've ever done. And there, there's been a lot of dumb stuff in the NCAA, but not allowing for, uh, players uh, who are, I guess, not U.S. citizens or born out of the country or, or whatever the case is, like you said with Ojaba, I, I think that's just the dumbest thing. I mean, if you're a college athlete, you should be able to get paid no matter what. That's just me, though. I mean, I don't know how you feel, but it's just it, no, it's so, so dumb. Just let them all get paid. Yeah, I mean, they're just as 
much of a football player as the people lined up next to them. Um, you know, just we're born in a different country. I mean, who gives a shit? I, I don't care. I, I that's just me, though. I mean, I, I don't know why it was written that way. I'd, I'd have to read up on it to understand the stupidity of the NCAA. But uh, <laughs> that's my mini rant on NIL uh, for the day. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that's really about it, though, John. I mean, uh, outside of those, I mean, there there are a few visitors uh, coming in the next week or so. Um, you know, we'll have updates on maizeandbrew.com for that. Um, but, uh, you know, maybe we'll podcast about those. Maybe not. Who knows? I, this is, like I said, the slow part of the year. And, uh, yeah, I, I don't want to have to, uh, talk for 20 minutes about something that's not exciting, but I, I thought all of this stuff was certainly worth bringing the podcast back for just because Houston, it really looks like he's going to be a top target at this point. And, uh, anything Dante Moore <laughs> is important, at least in my opinion, um, it's it's always noteworthy when he visits Ann Arbor and uh, it takes another trip right after that. So, John, any other final thoughts from you, my friend, before we log off? Uh, just one of those visitors you mentioned is Caden Green, who's a you know high ranked four star. It'll be second time on campus um, since the yep. season ended, and uh, Michigan's done a really good job with him. So, um, you know, he's a guy just definitely to to look out for in the future. Um, but that's about it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to be really intrigued to see how these visits go over the next uh, two weeks and it could extend out longer, but as of right now, it's, it's probably a few visitors this week, a few visitors next week, and then we'll, we'll see what happens after that. They usually have like a decent spring game, um, a contingency with, uh, with some of the recruits coming in. Obviously they've had that kind of screwed up over the last couple of years, but uh, I would imagine they'll probably try and bring some sort of uh, recruiting event back for that, which uh, I would love. I, I think that would be awesome. Uh, the spring game is always something I look forward to. It's the last real football that we get until August, September. Uh, so we'll certainly wait and see what happens with all of that. But certainly we'll monitor all of those visitors as they come through Ann Arbor. Uh, but until then, you can follow me on Twitter at Vaughn underscore Lozon. John, where are you at, buddy? At Simmons underscore John. And you can find Maze and Brew on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that good stuff. Just search Maze and Brew and uh, be sure to give us five-star reviews on all of our podcasts. We would greatly appreciate that. Give the YouTube channel a follow as well. Posting some of our podcasts over there from time to time. Uh, we would really appreciate your support on all of that. And we certainly appreciate your support here on Future Brew. For John Simmons, I am Vaughn Lozon. We'll talk to you guys next time. Go Blue.